Stephanie Schaefer, and you're listening to the North Star Narrative, a podcast from North Star Academy. I want to thank you for joining us. I hope you're encouraged, challenged, and motivated by what you learned today. Enjoy the story. Hey, everybody. Today, um, we're going to have a guest joining us. And I wanted to put this episode right after my episode on rest. Um, so I know that we you just heard that last week and how important it is just to rest in the Lord and trusting Him. And so um, I was introduced to Tabitha Hull, and she had a blog about resting in Jesus. And I thought this would just be a really good follow-up episode to um, the one I did on resting. So hope you enjoy this. Hey, everyone. Thank you so much for joining us today. Super excited for our guest. Um, Tabitha Hull is with us today, and she is a homeschool mom and the writer behind a joyfueljourney.com, where she seeks to encourage women in their faith, parenting, and marriages. I'm really excited because I was reading and looking on her website and found a blog that is called Resting in Jesus in the Midst of Life Struggles. And so I want her to share a little bit about her struggles, where this came from. I know when she is writing, she um, doesn't come from knowing it all, but shares the struggles and things that she's going through. And here at North Star in our community, um, we really try to be real and and share. And one of our words this year is rest. And so that really stood out to me, resting in Jesus. So we're going to talk a, a little bit about that today, but also just get to know her and the resources that she provides Um, A few of her favorite things include hiking with her family, cooking, working out, cuddling with her dog, and all things peanut butter. She's married to her best friend um, more than a decade ago and currently lives in the Midwest with her husband and two sweet kiddos and her pit bull named Lucy. So I'm so excited just to find out more about you, Tabitha, and just where God is leading you as a homeschool mom and just on this incredible journey. So thanks so much for joining us. Well, thank you so much for having me. It really is an honor to be on today. Um, I guess just a little bit about myself. Um, yeah, you mentioned I've been married um, almost 11 years now. We have two kiddos. A little girl, Lexi, is almost nine, and my son, Drew, is six. Um, I will definitely say that parenting kind of introduced my husband and I to um, a lot of struggles that we were unprepared for. My kiddos are amazing children. We have so much joy and laughter in our home. Uh, but we do have, we have some trials. Uh, both of my kids uh, have ADHD, and then my son has some additional special needs as well. I like to say they have hearts of gold, but wills of iron. So <laughs> if, if you can imagine, I, I just remember praying as we were thinking about starting a family, um, just, you know, Lord, if it's your, if it's your will that you want to bless us with children, I, I will give it my best. I will, you know, pray for my children. I will pour your truths into them. I will tell them all about the man who died to be their savior and I will give it all I've got. And I guess I was just a little naive because I assumed if I was going to put in the effort that I would see the fruits of my labor. And God certainly has a sense of humor because it didn't quite work out that way. (laughs) By nature, I'm a, a determined perfectionist and God just continually reminds me of my limitations and that I need him. So that was kind of background story as to why I started blogging. I've always enjoyed writing and just thought, you know what, I don't have this all figured out. We're struggling, but maybe I can use what God is teaching us to share with other women, other, you know, wives and and moms out there to try to encourage them as well. 
Yeah, I know your site is beautiful to look at, oh, but then you. also, yeah, just really encouraging to read because I can see that you truly are vulnerable and want to share, you know, that life is messy and life is hard and, mm-hmm. um, yeah, but we have a savior and I love that your heart is for people to come to know him and that you want to shine bright for him. And so even for knowing you just a short time, I can tell that and just see you see your heart for, um, just so passionate for him. So yeah, thanks for coming on and just sharing with us some of that today. So of course, you've stated several times where I've read that you're a perfectionist and um, just how that causes so much, um, just a struggle. You know, I'm a perfectionist and how it can leave us frustrated, discouraged, because no matter what, everything's not perfect. Um, so talk a little bit about that. I'd love to hear your perspective, what God's shown you and how hard is it? Like, what, what have you learned to maybe give up? And then that can lead us into, you know, resting in Jesus. I'm sure that you've learned, maybe that came, that article came from that. Yes. I mean, that specific article definitely came from my struggles and yeah, I just hope that everybody knows, like I am not, I have not mastered any of this. I still struggle in some areas on a daily basis. Um, But we have a a good God. We serve a very good, patient, loving, and gracious God who can come alongside of us and gently rebuke us to get us back on track. Um, So as as far as my perfectionism goes, I mean, that's just something that that can be completely overwhelming and exhausting. Like, I just will not give up. Like, I'm, you know, strong-willed as well. (laughs) Partially where my children got it from. I'm just very determined and I will just, I will literally just strive and strive and give everything I've got until I'm so, there's like nothing left. I am completely empty. And um, there is this quote by um, Paul Washer. I'm not sure if you're familiar with him, but I think it kind of sums up my, my struggles, but he just says it a little bit better here. Um, but he just says, the Lord continues to empty us in order to teach us to lay aside all self-reliance that we may cling to Christ alone. Mm-hmm. Um, so I'm just so grateful that we can rest in him, that, you know, those those rebukes just pierce my own heart. And he finally just gives me peace and rest. And I realize it's not up to me. It's mm-hmm. it's up to him. He's He's right here with us and we can lean on him through it all. Yeah, the constant striving. I so identify with that and... And the emptying, I feel like I'm going through a time these last couple of months where God is definitely emptying me of more of myself and more of the striving. Do you find that sometimes you're okay with the striving because you think, well, I'm doing this for the Lord. This is what he wants me to do. And so we get caught up in that and then we strive and strive. And then we realize, oh, maybe this was me, even though we think it's a good thing Mm -hmm. and a worthy ambition. Um, But then you're like, well, maybe I missed I missed something along the way and went off on my own path. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's me 100%. And I mean, another struggle that I have is just knowing, is this of the Lord or is this me? Or sometimes is this even, you know, the enemy? I know that sounds confusing. I don't know if other people struggle with that, but sometimes I'm like, God, is this you, um, you know, testing me and wanting me to endure this or is this my determination? Or is this the enemy tempting me to go along a route that is just not necessary? Um, so yes, I mean I'm I'm right there with you in that as well. But I'm just I'm grateful that just for that that peace that passes all understanding that God will just convict my heart, you know, when I am doing it for the wrong reasons or it's not His will, and just 
kind of hit pause there and reevaluate priorities and, and my heart, you know, the attentions of my heart at that time. Yeah. So being a perfectionist, um, we can be distracted by many things. And I know in the article you use Mary and Martha and a lot of people probably know that story that are listening. And so many people have talked about it, you know, whether you've heard it in church on a Sunday morning or um, read a book about it or an article. And so sometimes I think, you know, for me, I'm like, oh, I've heard that story so many times. I've gotten everything out of it maybe, but we never get everything out of it. There's always something new, you know, from God's word. So I love how you just dissected it and, and looked at it. And, and we do see that Martha was really distracted with just like what we said, what she thought was good. She's preparing food. She's serving, you know, for God, Jesus. Um, and so it seemed great. But yeah, talk a little bit more about the Mary and Martha story. Maybe some people aren't familiar. What maybe was going on in Martha's heart? I think they both started out in the right place, but one kind of became consumed with themselves. And I, I don't like to think of myself like that, but it's true. I mean, when, when we allow that, sometimes it's even pride. You know, I, I want this to be perfect because I, I want to please these people. You know, that's coming from a, a proud heart or maybe it is good intentions. I just want to be a light. I want to be a good testimony. I want to represent Christ well. But we need to just remember God has this. You know, if, if our heart is in the right place and we are truly seeking to honor him above all else, not ourselves, then he's got it. And we can rest in that like Mary did. So I think Mary just, I mean, her heart, she just had a singleness of heart. Her focus was solely on Christ. It wasn't on her circumstances or the chaos around her or all that she lacked or the busyness. She just was able to be still and focus on him. Mm -hmm. And for me, you know, when I'm finally able to do that, it's just like this burden has been lifted and you're just able to rest in in your Savior. And that's just so comforting. Yeah, that's so good. So. For me, a definition of resting in Jesus is that singleness of heart, and that is my heart's desire. I mean, I get up in the morning and start out, you know, with Him. That's it. But before I know it, there's all these things, and it's like we can't just sit literally, physically at the feet of Jesus all day long, right? We do have kids, or we do have jobs. We do have things we have to do, make beds, um, make dinner. I mean, there's so many things, and so how do we keep, this is the key, if we could figure this out, it would be so good. But how do we keep that singleness of heart in the middle of all the things, just the normal things, but then you have all kinds of other distractions or, you know, tragedies or things that come your way that you never expected. So how do we keep that singleness of heart in the middle of just a day? I know you probably struggle with that too. Like, you get up in the morning, you're like, yes, I'm going to be focused on him all day long. But before you know it, you find yourself distracted. Yes. Yeah, that's definitely a struggle that I still have. Um, you know, having a special needs kiddos, there's just a lot of trials. And you can try to be the most patient, gracious person you can be. But I mean, for me, I have a breaking point. <laughs> um, but that's, again, that's just where I need to realize I'm a lot of times trying to do this in my own strength and I don't, I don't have it. It's not in me. Um, so I think for us to keep that focus where it needs to be, I mean, I think one of the reasons why it's so important to memorize scripture is just so those, those verses will pop into our head exactly when we need it most. Um, you know, just to pray throughout the day, no matter if you're 
in the middle of correcting your child or, you know, having a meal together, whatever it is, just send your thoughts, keep your thoughts on your Savior. If that's through prayer, if it's through, um, you know, reading scripture, even just a verse or two in the middle of the day, just to kind of get your thoughts back where they need to go. Um, but yeah, I definitely don't have that one mastered by any means. <laughs> I, I know that to keep him center, it's going to take intentional effort because the enemy's going to come at us mm-hmm. with all kinds of distractions and, and trials every day. So. He does. And um, I like some of the questions that you ask in this blog. Do we believe him to be the all-powerful God of the universe capable of acting on our behalf? Do we trust that he can use our child's disabilities for his glory and our good? That he is working behind the scenes of all the chaos and pain in our world? Do we truly believe that he can restore a broken marriage or mend a strange relationship? So I think, you know, as we're talking, it comes down to also the belief. Do we really believe he's working on our behalf or do we believe, okay, maybe he's there, but I still need to work this out? Mm -hmm. Oh, definitely. I mean, that's, yeah, that's just another lie the enemy's going to throw our way is that, He's not really there. He doesn't really care about you. You're on your own. Um, And that's, again, why it's so important for us as believers to be in God's word so we know what the Bible says for ourselves. Um, Yes, that we can just, he has been faithful in the past. You know, remember everything he's done for us in the past. We can trust him and we can obey. And that's what he's called us to do. We, We might not have all the answers. We might not see the light at the end of the tunnel yet. But we know that he's been faithful and we can be faithful in return by trusting him. Yeah, that's so good. And I think the key is being in the word, like you Mm -hmm. said, because he's given that to us and it's so much, it's so rich and there's so many promises. Yes. And if we get away from that, distracted with other things, those promises get farther and farther away from our mind, you know, but some of the scriptures I love that you quoted Isaiah 41, 10. Fear not, for I am with you. Be not dismayed, for I am your God. I will strengthen you. I will help you. I will uphold you with my righteous right hand. I give that verse more than any other verse, I think, to people. And um, so much so that if I type in Isaiah, like in Google search, it's going to come up 4110. I mean, it knows it's looking. So I can (laughs) copy and paste it and send it to someone. But um, yeah, what are some other scriptures that you have memorized that you use to keep that singleness apart? Um, Well, one of them, actually a couple of them focus on our hearts. Um, just something that has been central to our parenting, probably because of our struggles, is just the issue of our hearts and guarding our hearts. And that applies to us as parents, guarding our children's hearts, teaching them how to guide their own hearts, and also us guarding our hearts. Um, but one is Proverbs 4.23. It's keep your heart with all diligence, for from it flow the springs of life. Um, that word diligence there just means um, to guard, to protect um, almost like like a jail, like you're literally guarding it with everything you have because everything in life is going to flow from what's in your heart. So if I'm having, you know, a, a, a child that's being defiant for the day, um, it's very easy for me in my simple flesh to respond with bitterness in my heart because that's what's already inside of my heart. Um, but if I'm, you know, guarding that, protecting it, trying to filter things through God's word and not through my emotions, um, then even when those trials come, he can give me the strength to respond with grace and patience and just to have the clarity of thought needed. Um, and then another one is one that I memorized as a teenager, Jeremiah seventeen nine. Um, the heart is deceitful above all things and desperately wicked. Who can know it? And that's just a reminder that 
we are sinful people. I mean, in and of ourselves, our hearts are not good. We desperately need God's grace and his strength. Um, so I think we're just, we're living in a world that says, you know, deep down, we're all good people. So just follow your heart, do whatever makes you happy and everything's going to be great. But we need to remember as Christians, I mean, God's word says the complete opposite. Like we know the truth. Yeah, just so important to guard our heart so that we can rest in Jesus and not be overwhelmed with the chaos all around us. That's so good. Yeah. And just realizing we're not in control of anything, no matter how much we try. Um, Yeah. And I, I love that you put, I can safely rest and trust in him. He can use the trials for our good and his glory. We've also been talking a lot about at North Star here of suffering and how God uses that to produce right. endurance. And um, yeah, it's not a bad thing, which is so right. against the world, you know, which would say the trials and suffering are bad, but actually God's using those for our good. And um, mm-hmm. yeah, so we can, we can rest in him, but it really does come down to trust. Are we going to trust? And the only way we know we can trust him, I think, is in the word. So I love yeah. that you shared so much scripture in this um, blog. And yeah, it's hard. It's hard it parenting. It's hard. <laughs> yes, I would agree. It's hard staying focused, um, but we can do it. Um, thinking about perfectionism in your marriage, where has that gotten in the way? Oh, that's a good question. Um, God is definitely teaching me a lot. I will say, in the beginning of our marriage, I definitely had expectations. Um, in a sense, probably very similar to my expectations with parenting. Like if I'm, if I give all of myself, if I give a hundred percent, I just kind of assumed that things would naturally happen as a result of that. And again, you're taking two people that are both sinners who have never done this before, who are going to mess up. We're going to let each other down. I just, eventually I learned that I was placing all of these expectations on my husband that he just wasn't capable of even meeting and how unfair that was of me to expect him to, to be the one to fully satisfy me when that's not how God created a marriage. I mean, he, he specifically made us for him to satisfy and he is the only one that can fully complete us. Your husband is there as, as your best friend to do life together. He is not there to fully satisfy mm-hmm. you. Um, so again, just kind of take a step back, reevaluate and, and rest in rest in Christ. Again, it kind of all goes back to him. We are here to love him and to serve him. Mm-hmm. Yes, we can do that through our marriages, but that marriage is not going to, to complete us. Only Christ can. Yeah, that's Thank so you. true. So good. Also, you've just released a book in July, your first children's book, Who Gave the Birds Their Song? Um, so that's exciting. And so you can find out more on her website about that. But also she's got a prayer journal and just lots of other beautiful things that you'll definitely want to um, check out. And I think there's some downloads and then some things you can purchase, right? Yes. Yeah, there's a, a few things on the shop. The children's book was uh, most recent. Uh, that was another fun little project. Just the heart behind that is just, um, I feel like our young children are even from a very young age being bombarded with the message that we kind of just spontaneously erupted out of nothing. And when a child hears that message, they're basically going to take from that, that there's no real value in human life. There's really no right and wrong. Um, it just kind of leads them down a path of despair. Like, do I have value in myself? So the heart behind it was to actually use um, animals 
to point children to their creator. That's so good. So whether we're talking about parenting, marriage, our own day-to-day activities, whatever it is, um, I love the statement you made that God's definition of success is very different from the world around us and his desire is simply for us to trust and obey. And so it takes a reworking of our worldview of what we've been taught, of what we've you know experienced and gone after, I think, at least for me, but I know probably for a lot of other people what success is. So that's so good. And yeah, so I just challenge all of our listeners today to think about what does it look like for you, for me to rest in Jesus today in each moment. And it's so fun being a parent um, and looking for those opportunities. And then when they happen and when you grab those and you see God, you know, just illuminate their minds and um, yeah, watch him work. And yeah. so thank you so much for just sharing your heart and your journey with us. And um, yeah, definitely go and check out Tabitha's website at a joyfueledjourney.com. Thank you so much, Tabitha. Thank you so much for having me today. It was an honor. Thank you so much for listening today. If you have any questions for our guest or would like information about Northstar, please email us at podcast at nsa.school. We love having guests on our show and getting to hear their stories. If you have anyone in mind that you think would be a great guest to feature, please email us and let us know. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss out on upcoming stories.